What the hell was that? It's a belt. <laughs> I thought I had a tie, but like as soon as it started coming out, he started to fall. <laughs> I almost feel like it should be kept. Like that's got to be an outro. Like should we just start, should we just should we just start the show from there? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> just forget there the intro. Where... Dennis's belt is the way we start the show this week. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Up and at him early today, D. Um, so so we changed what we're doing again this week. And and Dennis, we'll get to your playlist next week, I promise. I promise I, I won't, it, we'll see I won't happens. throw anything so, else out there. So for for the fans out there, I'm I'm working really hard to mediate uh Sean and D are, are at a bit of a crossroads right now. <laughs> They're having trouble. It, it, for those that don't know Sean well, when he's told to do something. He doesn't like it, and, and it's just it's caused a, a bit of animosity between the two. And but we will get to this playlist, list, I promise. What have I been told? What have I been told that I'm going to do? Refresh me. <laughs> to listen. No. Well, these are songs that Sean has to listen to. Is the you know the name of the playlist, and and that's really why you won't listen to them. I think it really is too. I agree with that because it it started out as sh- songs that I think Sean will like, and now it's Sean's that I'm making Sean listen to. Songs that I'm making Sean listen to. <laughs> but you've listened to the songs and you like the songs. We've had this discussion. I do like the songs. Yes. Okay, I don't think so. these I don't think these particular songs kept me in mind though to, to what Richie is saying. Necessarily. Oh, that's true. Now that we yeah. got Richie in the mix, I got to think about him too. Were you keeping Richie in mind when you came up with these songs? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> these are just songs I like that you guys should like also. <laughs> anyway, we decided to deviate this week because the new Foo Fighters album came out on Friday. Medicine at Midnight. And um, uh, it's um, just, yo, you got the record already. Nice. Okay. Very well. Very good. So um, the the beginning of the show has just already thrown me off the way we got started. Hello, Bongo. Yeah, <laughs> there's, no, there's no real rhyme or reason to anything right now. So we Englewood. decided. Yeah. So we decided we would review the new Medicine at Midnight album. And you know, before we get started on going through the songs, I I would like to get just kind of everybody's take on you know kind of the album as a whole and and what it took to listen to it. I mean, in, in terms of me, the first time I listened to it, I was like, I don't know about this. You know, it just it just didn't it didn't catch my ear. Then the second time it was a little bit better, and there were some more songs that I liked. And then the third time it was a little bit better. And now I can find mostly good things to say about pretty much every song on the album, which if we would have done this after one take, I would have said most of the songs were garbage, which is, it's, it's just interesting the way that played out. It's, it's, it's a definite and purposeful. It's a, it's a step in a different direction. You know, Dave Grohl as an artist gets to do shit like that. And he's normally right, you know, like, but, but the last three albums, uh, uh, Wasting Light, Sonic Highways and Concrete and Gold, were just flat out rock albums. Mm-hmm. So if you went into this not really knowing anything about the the record, then or you know like the interviews or anything, you would have been like, "What the fuck?" But as a whole, it's actually really fucking good. It. I will say I like it. I don't love it. Um, I would like if I like on a grading scale, I, I'd put it like it like a solid C. It's nothing. I don't think there's too much on the on the record that's that's going to be like a commercial hit or or something you're going to hear a lot of but where i think where this record really excels is that top to bottom the entire album is just very it has this nice tone to it 
and it, it is the the perfect album to just like if you're having friends over to play cards or something you're having people over the house and you want music in the background this is the kind of album that you would put on it's not no no one's going to be demanding hey turn it up no one's going to be complaining about it it just it has a nice sound all, all throughout and by like sean to sean's point by that third or fourth time through you're actually bobbing your head and, and convincing yourself you like a couple of the songs and you get what he was going for like i, yeah. I read an interview this morning or listened to an interview this morning uh where he said that he wanted you know they've done all of this these things they've done the acoustic record they've done the big rock you know album they did the sonic highways uh and he just wanted to make a record that you just dance to you know he called it, it like he wanted to do a version of david bowie's let's dance album you know which which this is and a lot of big bands do this the stones have done stuff like this before uh you know it's 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 a huge step in a completely different direction but it works for me and, and i think there are a couple songs that are very bowie-esque like just when you go through it it's it's not the whole album but a couple songs really pop out like that just doesn't sound like food fighters and, and sean you made the point yesterday that this kind of sounds like an 80s uh, 80s rock album mm -hmm. which i think again i think it's on purpose and it's spot on the thing the way i judge these songs were not necessarily do i kind of like the song it's will i listen to the song again you know on a on a regular basis i mean there's not a lot on here that I would say that's going to be a go-to song for me. I do agree with Richie that it's an album you can just kind of put on and listen to in the background for, you know, something to fill, fill sound and, and stuff like that. But there are a few songs that I do believe would be something that would be go-to songs for me. So I, I don't want to say what they are quite yet as we get started. I will say, I think for people listening, and I know we always put the playlists up and this isn't necessarily a playlist because it's a, an entire album because these songs are so new and you're not going to be used to them or anything. I would suggest that before you listen to us, talk about a song, pause, listen to the song and then come back and listen to us and kind of do like a, like a listen along with us. And you know, that's kind of where we used to talk about stuff like that all the time. And for, for us here, if we need to pause and listen to a song to kind of refresh us on which one it is, cause these are also new to us. I don't think there's anything wrong with that too. So just say it, if you need to need to hear a little bit of a song to remember, Oh yeah, it's that one. That's the one you're talking about. And I will say the one other takeaway I had from this album was uh, it feels about two songs short. So it's it's a tight 35, 36 minute album and nine songs. I felt like they probably could have dealt uh, used like two more songs on there. Um, just kind of how I felt uh, going through the album. And, and I think Sonic Highways only had eight songs on it, but they were all like kind of epic mm -hmm. uh, yeah. songs. And uh, and going touching back on the point you made, Richie, you know, calling it a C. Uh, Sean and I have talked about you know the Foo Fighters a ton on this, uh, and you know we, all, we you know color in the shape, but then you know like uh, uh, one by one, is that the name of that album? Yeah, whatever. Uh, There's nothing left to lose. Uh, in your honor, like those ones had a lot of sort of filler to them, you yeah. know, uh, where where the last the last three albums and color in the shape and the original Foo Fighters uh, album were just like front to back just fucking awesome so this one this one it kind of gets put into that middle you know yeah, album yeah. territory for me and the you problem know, like it's, it, it's it's a great album for what it is but it's you know like you said sean it's not it's not like fuck i gotta listen to sonic highways or i gotta listen to concrete movie. well it's it's one of those things that you're always going to be held up to your greatest success and their greatest successes are really right. really yeah. awesome you know and you know i mean when they when they released wasting light 
and you could sit and go, this can stand up against Color and the Shape as possibly the greatest Foo Fighters album of all time. And I'm not saying that it is, but it's, you know, it's a toss-up between those two albums. They're both awesome. And then then Sonic Highways was something you're like, wow, that's a little bit of a different feel, but man, that's awesome too. And then Concrete and Gold, which I don't think Concrete and Gold was as good as those other two, but but you're always up against what you've done to reach the mountaintop. And and they weren't, I mean, but it was a good solid album and you could tell that the direction they took this one, you know, they started thinking about it on Concrete and Gold with some of those mm-hmm. with some of those songs. Yeah. You know, but but you know, leaning into this more poppy, dancey sort of stuff. Well, let's get into it. Let's start with the first song on Medicine at Midnight, and it is a song called Making a Fire. So once I, once again, I would say, pause us if you don't know this song. Go listen to it. Possibly read the lyrics while you go along with it, because that was something that Dennis pointed out to uh, to try, and it helped out a lot when uh, when trying to get a good review of this album. But come back to us after that. And um, Dennis, do you want to start with your thoughts on this first song? So when we were talking about like the first listen through, uh, you know, like this album opens up with na na na. You know, like that's like, oh, all right, so this is where we're going with it. Uh, and it was a little unsettling for a Foo Fighters record, but it, it, it turns out it's a really good song. There's some great lines in it. Uh, this is also the one where his, uh, his daughter Violet uh, sings part of the backup vocals for this too. So that's a pretty cool thing too. You know, the backing vocals I had the first reaction to, and then like the third listen through, I'm like, I actually kind of like the backing vocals with the song. Yeah. You know, it kind of it kind of right. like war- you warm up to it as you go along. This was definitely one of the songs that kind of grows on you the the more you hear it. Um, I think, and, and there are several on the album like that, but this one is a, is your starting song. Um, I don't think it's a single. I, I don't I don't see them releasing this one as a single, but it's still a good song. Yeah, I, I I thought the meaning was kind of kind of up in the air, but but more about breaking away and kind of you know starting over type of a type of a, a thing with it, and it did have that very early '90s late '80s rock sound to it. That it's one of those songs that can kind of turn into an earworm, but not necessarily something that you're like, man, that's a really well written song or anything like that. Yeah. But it really is a well well written song for what it is. Uh, you, you know, like part of what I was trying to do, I listened to this record probably eight or nine times, uh, including one once more this morning. Uh, uh, it, it's, you know, it's Dave Grohl. He knows what he's doing. You know, he's got the formula down. Uh, and the rest of the band are so fucking talented. Uh, it, it just, yeah. No. It, 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 was, it, was, it was startling to have it start that way the first time you listened to it. But it really sets a tone for the rest of the record. You know, it, it tells you like, hey, I'm, we're taking you somewhere different. So you know, hop on and let's see where this takes us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And as we as we move into anybody got anything else about that one before we move on to the next? I, I love the line uh, uh, you, at the beginning of the song. Hate to say it. Your new favorites going out of style. Like hallelujah. Spread the news. Boy, don't believe the hype. That sort of thing. Like I just I love that that's where it was going like it's obviously talking about you know trying to start some sort of movement or some shit like that mm-hmm. but but you know don't believe everything you hear mm-hmm. yep um shame shame the next song we actually covered this on our 2020 year in review so we don't have to go into it too deep but i'm if you haven't heard this song now you're probably not a huge fan of the foo fighters because it's been out for a few months and they played it on saturday night live back in uh, november um but uh go ahead d you got something to say. Well, I was just going to, I mean, me and you talked about this song. I was just going to, I wanted to hear Richie's reaction on it. I think uh, this one is the the song that seems like the most 
likely to to kind of be that that breakout hit. Uh, yeah, the, and it, it was it was their first single, absolutely. Yep. Uh, the video, Richie, if you haven't watched it, is based on a dream he had when he was a child. That's always stuck with him. Oh, like look into that. It's 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 cool. And and actually, I'll send you the uh, the. I should have done this anyhow, but the notes on that that we had on that song. Uh, but this was the one that you know we brought it out. We waited. Uh, the Dave Chappelle hosted uh, SNL right after the election, yep. and uh, and I was I was expecting them to uh, to announce the new album at that point. So Sean and I held off. We were going to record that Saturday, but instead we waited until Sunday to do it because we had all that. We knew that was coming in a new song right. probably. So it worked out really cool. And and I do feel like there's a couple songs on this list that I don't necessarily think they were trying to necessarily say something bigger on, but I definitely feel like Shame Shame is one of those ones that kind of fits the current moment um, in, in an interesting way. And, and I, I wonder how much of that was intentional because it, it sounded like this album was recorded a year ago. Like it was ready for release earlier in the year. Is, is what it I was supposed to be released in, in May, I think of last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, to coincide with the, the tour that they were starting in April. Um, but, uh, you know, yes, and I, you're right. There are some, some songs here that are obviously based on situations that had maybe happened prior to the pandemic. Well, and then I, I mean, just we'll, we'll get to medicine at midnight at some point, but dear God, I mean, the only thing on the news these days is uh, vaccines and, and medicine, if you will, um, kind of, kind of appropriate. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about that, but we'll, we'll get that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before we move on, and I said this yeah. in, in the other, the other show is the fucking way the song opens. If you want to, I'll make you feel something real just to bother you. That's a great fucking line. And appropriate. Yes, very. Uh, on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So so the next song on the list, Cloud Spotter, is probably one of my least favorite from the album. I, I, it, there's, there's a part in that song that sounds like they're ripping it out of Let It Die. I don't know if you've noticed that. It, the, the tempo is very much the trying same. To, I was, so a lot of these songs have like a yes. feel of the old, yes. uh, of some other Foo Fighters song. And, and that's exactly the one. I couldn't think of what it was that it made me think about. Yeah, why'd you have to go and let it die? I mean, you can almost sing it along with with the yeah. way that it's uh, the the way that it is, and then the song totally changes tempo, you know, which um, you know makes it not feel the same. But it, but yeah, it's it's really kind of eerie the way that 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 got put together, and I gotta imagine it was purposeful somehow. Well, I do think I do think he he likes to be a little tongue in cheek and, and not tongue in cheek. That's not the right, term, but he likes to do a little like a hey, remember when we did this sort of thing. Yeah. You know, like, I think he likes the callbacks to, to things. Well, like I mean, it goes back to the Nirvana days with Rape Me. It's the, it's, it, you know, they've, he's 30 years into doing this kind of thing now um, with songs that sound like other songs. This one, I actually thought it really reminded me of Lenny Kravitz. Like, that's just the, the overall ten, tenor of the song. Okay, that makes sense. That's actually, that's actually, that's actually a point that he, uh, 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 the producer made yeah. where they, okay. it was kind of going for a Lenny Kravitz sort of style. Uh, so that's spot on. So they did a great job. Uh, Greg Kirsten, by the way, is the producer, and he's worked with Adele before. Okay, like, and and that's and that's kind of why they brought him in to do this sort of poppy sort of record. Uh, I, with this song, Cloud Spotter, uh, it's a diff much different fucking song that you would ever expect from Foo Fighters. But they did this uh, serious XM thing where you can see the videos on uh, on YouTube, and this song they played this song live. And it comes off so much better live than it does on the album. So it gave me a new, a newer appreciation okay. for it. Uh, and I also thought it was fun the way he, he uh, pronounces guillotine instead of guillotine. 
Yeah, I, I think he's probably trying to do that. You know, <laughs> so, in the flow of the song. So, so it's funny when I was listening to it through the first time, I thought this song was complete garbage for one reason. I did not understand that that's the word that he was saying was guillotine. And I thought he kept saying Billie Jean Queen instead of Billie Jean King. And I'm like, what the heck is he getting at? This doesn't even make any sense. And then I read the lyrics and I'm like, thank God that's not what it was. <laughs> that's a me and Cinderella sort of situation. Yeah, yeah yes. but I mean, you listen to it. Even when I was listening to it, though, and I saw that that yeah. wasn't what it was, I'm like, it really sounds like that, you know? Yes. Billie Jean Queen, that's a yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually thought the same thing. I, that's oh, good. I I'm it glad was it too. wasn't just me. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I don't oh, even know. This see. doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. You want me to play it really uh, quick I, so you can hear it? No, no, no. I, 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 I can. Uh, I, I absolutely know what you mean. Like, because that that part, like, I was like, is he saying guillotine and not guillotine? You know, like, like, because it's pronounced guillotine, right? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, this just isn't one of my, one of my more favorites. It's not a bad yep. song. I wouldn't say that I hate it or anything like that. I just didn't, I just didn't love it by any, by any stretch. It, it, it's, it's not, it's not one of the better songs in the album, but watch the live performance of it. it okay. It, okay. It, comes off, it comes off much better. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. We'll do that. Now the next, and they also do. go ahead. Wait, wait, but in, in that thing, as long as we're talking about it, cause they got the new Sirius XM channel for a limited time, you know, for the release of this album but they also do this cover of tom petty's honeybee which is really fucking good too okay okay yeah i did notice i was in the in the truck yesterday and uh was driving down to one of the stations that switches all the time i noticed it said foo fighters on it but i hadn't i hadn't listened to it yet so i'll have to check that out so the next song on the list is actually one of my favorites from the album um i think it's one of the much more solid songs that they've got i think it's probably even better than shame shame honestly all the way all the way around even though has it been released as a single i know they released it early but is it actually on the radio yeah i think so it is, it is. i heard this one on point uh this yeah. week okay well, yeah, yeah i think you even think it so before before the album dropped i'm really curious because i i took this to to mean mean something that I'm I'm curious to see if you guys meet take it to mean the same thing. So either one of you want to give your uh, take of it first. So mine is I would be very interested in knowing why they went and made this song uh, because in uh, in the song we haven't called said it yet. It's it's waiting on a war, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it definitely is skirting that line of he could be uh intending it to mean quite a few different things um especially in this present day and i'm i'm intrigued as to whether they did because i they don't it's the type of song that normally would have a harder tone to it than than what it currently does because it's it's almost a ballad really on on this album um and it, it just it, it very much intrigues me as to what they what what their intentions were behind uh creating the song it, that that could be a take on it that's not my take um, my, my take was really that it, um, that it was about, you know, especially when you're talking about the toy guns and stuff like that at the beginning mm-hmm. that we're really taught at a very early age to seek conflict in life that conflict, you know, that life is about conflict and stuff. And he even says, you know, I just, I just want to love, I, I just want to do this when talking right. about from a young age, but we are taught, you know, when you're playing with, you know, cowboys and Indians, when you're a kid or, you know, you're yeah. doing, doing whatever it is that you're doing and, and, um, 
then you all of a sudden it, it kind of creates you as an adult to say you're always wondering when the when the sky will fall as he says or when the floor will fall out from underneath you and you're never truly happy because conflict's needed and when you actually have a good time in life where everything seems like it's good and copacetic that it actually isn't going to uh, stay that way here's here's a quote from big girl on the song last fall as i was driving my daughter to school she turned to me and asked daddy is there going to be a war my heart sank as I realized that she was now living under the same dark cloud that I had felt 40 years ago. I, I wrote Waiting on a War that day, every day waiting for the sky to fall. Is there more to this than that? Is there more than just wanting, just waiting on war? Because I need more. We all do. So, yeah, without knowing that quote, Sean and Richie, I mean, like, just fucking nailing it. It's such it, a great song. It, it is. It's a very good song. Um, I think they really really did themselves a lot of favors because i think if this song was 10 percent harder 10 like more classic foo more rock i think it becomes an anthem for uh, um a certain group of people that you see in the news quite a bit these days I would agree. and i don't i definitely don't think that's what they wanted no. but it, that's where it would have gone it's the absolute and like sean said since i was a little boy with a toy gun that you know like like you're taught the yep. conflict sort of thing mm -hmm. so i think that's exactly the point he was going to make uh, that's a great point too richie uh, uh, like this could have been turned into killing in the name of sort of thing. Like yep. you, know, you just don't fucking get it too. Yep. And going back to the, uh, what you talked about, what we talked about was like the songs are similar to other songs that they had. This one makes me think of walk like at the end, you know, uh, where it, it gets just keep going and going and going. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, just this huge anthemic thing. You can picture being in the crowd, you know, screaming along the lyrics you know, like it starts at this one point and then just builds and builds and builds just like Walk does, which is a song we have to fucking talk about on a future episode. Yeah, I'm surprised it that hasn't song. been on one yet because i that's a song that what? I really like too. So, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's uh, such a good song. It, it was their second single. They premiered it on Jimmy Kimmel Live uh, uh, last month. Uh, but but yeah, like this is this is like a Foo Fighters fucking song yeah. right here. Yeah. I, I think really of the entire album, I think this is the one that has the best chance of kind of living longer. Like as I listen to the album, I'm like, I'm not sure that any of these songs necessarily are performed in concert in five years. Like that's it, I, I it it nothing jumps out at me as something that we're going to uh, uh, bring out for the fans versus some of their other catalog. And 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 you said Sean. The last time you saw them, they didn't play like anything off the Sonic Highways, right? Nope, nothing. Not one song. Yeah, which is crazy to me because those are all just built to play live. But I think you're right, Richie. This one, this one and another song in the album, I think will be the two that kind of stand the test of time. Yep. Yeah. So we are we are through um, four songs now. You want to do one more before we uh, take our halftime break? That's exactly the way that they intended it to be. Was <laughs> Medicine at Midnight okay. is the last track on side A. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, by the way, this is also first then. <laughs> the uh there's a, i'm in el paso texas and uh, one of my favorite record stores uh, all that media all that music and media is here and uh uh i, I was like oh fuck there's this is the uh, limited edition blue vinyl that's only exclusive to independent record stores nice i this is my third copy of this album not counting the cd which i bought also because i bought the the splatter one from the foo fighters website and then Target had an exclusive colored vinyl variant on it too. So I'm really happy. I like this record. So what you, three what, copies plus the CD of it. What do you have and, more and D, of? The reason we're actually... Oh, go go, ahead, no, go ahead, Richie. 
D, the reason we're actually here is to have an intervention. Yeah. You, you, sound like have sister, no. yeah. you sound like my sister now. You sound like my sister now. I was actually talking to Josh last night too. And uh, I was like, I, I don't know why I have all these fucking t-shirts. I mean, God damn my record collection. Cause I'm never fucking home. I, I, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be in El Paso for like a month and I got eight t-shirts with me and I got 150 sitting in a drawer in my room and I got to cycle through the same fucking eight. Like, I don't get it. What the fuck am I doing? I was just I was just gonna ask you if you had more uh, copies of this album or of Star Wars. No, Star Wars still more. Okay, all right, yeah. just checking. But I think this, the only is only, this has only been out for four days, so give it a month. <laughs> <laughs> I do. If if we count the uh, the release the the uh, the remix release of Ten uh, by you know Pearl Jam, so I own that on that that part. I own that on vinyl and CD, and then I have. Uh, two different versions of the original 10 on vinyl you know and then the original 10 cd also so what does this do for you i'm just curious shut up no I'm, I'm, really curious. <laughs> I'm curious what does it do for you i don't know i have no idea it makes me happy i love you it's As, it's it's he's a collector it it, it, uh, it yes. you know it feeds on that part of his brain fine <laughs> yeah Oh my. All right. Medicine at midnight. I think Dennis <laughs> needs some medicine at midnight. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I, I took this to have a very eighties sound to it, you know, as we continue that theme, um, Michael Jackson sound in some ways at the beginning of the song, you know, it sounds like it could come off one of his albums from the eighties. Um, I didn't like it that much at first. I liked it more after reading along with the lyrics. I I've got to say. And I haven't done any digging on it. Is it uh, like medicine at midnight? It makes me think of like like drug use late or or alcohol abuse late at night is kind of where I think they're intending to go with the song. That's what I if, had if I remember. Yeah. yeah, if I remember correctly, that uh, a re- reading it, so he was talking about you know like yeah, this is I need to sleep, but my head won't stop. You know, so let me grab a you know whiskey or you know or for somebody else it might be you know smoke a hit or you know or whatever you know but yeah. but yeah that's yeah. essentially what it is there's so much craziness going on in the world that i have to have medicine at midnight in order to sleep yeah makes sense yeah uh and then i agree with you too sean this, this uh uh this is a very you know like you can picture this video with him you know with the the 80s clothes and all that stuff <laughs> uh, you know michael jackson-esque it's like like the, this this was a hard song to like uh but 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 it, going back and you know listening to it like i said you know i was on the elliptical to set up the phone and read along with the apple music lyrics and uh but like the rain on the dance floor back against the wall like that that you know like it's like okay you're trying a little too hard to make this david bowie or or michael yeah. jackson-esque you know uh but uh but it's a good song, but I, and, and I bet you this is another one that's going to be a little more entertaining live too. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. It just, it didn't, yeah. it wasn't, it once again, there, there's no songs on here that I can say I hated listening to that song. It just wasn't yeah. something that, that I think I'll go back to a whole lot, you know, and I say that and now I'm probably going to spend all week listening to this album because it's new, you know, but uh, yeah. Anything to not listen to D's playlist. <laughs> I've sent that to a couple of people, and I've gotten good feedback on the uh, on the playlist. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to actually talk about it after you know a month now. 
<laughs> Richie, Richie, text me. We'll figure out what we're going to uh, throw in there for another curveball this week. See, this shit. This is for Sean and B's good tape. Richie comes in and everything's fucking wrong. <laughs> uh, what I do? There was a reason I invited him to come uh, back every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were just tired of me. That's, I, I understand that. I get that. Uh, I, ever get the feeling nothing else will do? I can hear you singing. I can't explain. I like that part. And uh, uh, men. It's an midnight howling, but it ain't no cure. I may be sick, but you know I'm yours. Another, great yeah, line it's a good lines. Yeah, the, but yeah, the whole, yeah. the whole rain on the dance floor, back against the ropes, that sort of thing. Like the, just the way that song ends, like that, like just, just like, yeah, all right, I get it, but maybe trying a little too hard. Would you call this your least favorite song? I, 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 I sense that you, this is the one that you've liked the least so far as we've gone along. I think so. I think it might be. There's there's another song on the uh, on the on the side B that I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, I guess yeah. I guess I would say this is yeah. probably my least favorite on the album. I'm curious to see which uh, which one that is because um, the the four songs that are remaining, I know I like three of them quite a bit. So I'm curious to see if yours and if ours match up on which one you didn't like as much on the second side. So speaking of the second side, let's take a break and we'll come back in just a minute and do it. It really is side B, as you pointed out. So that's kind of cool. And we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to side B of Sean and D's good tape with Richie. Don't want to forget to announce that Richie's here again this week. And, uh, and uh, we're, we're reviewing the new Wait, Foo Fighters. Can we get sued for that? Oh, I don't <laughs> think he, that's copyrighted. And he's dead. Anyhow. I didn't hear Oh, anything. is he really? Oh, I said super, you know, like Jim the photographer. Yeah. Yeah. He passed away like five years ago, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, it's been, more than, it's that. been more than that. It's been like 11 or 12 years ago. So, yeah. It's been Remember, he DJed a. a Joey and and, and uh, Stacy's wedding. Yes, I do. Yes, we paid for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. good times. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> oh, yes, it was <laughs> at the Holodome in Jacksonville. Yeah. So um, oh, we're we're going over the Medicine at Midnight album uh, <laughs> from the Foo Fighters. You're giving me bad flashbacks, D. Um, so uh, let's go to the next song, which would be No Son of Mine. Wait. Yes. Wait. Yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Side B. Now that we have Richie, uh, we have the 90s trivia, 90s music trivia that, that we need to do. And I'm, I, like me and you have, would have no idea with this song, Sean, but I'm curious with this question, but I'm curious with Richie. Uh, so the question is, and this is what we're supposed to do at the beginning of Side B, and we've forgotten the last like two or three weeks, but, yeah. but it's, fun, it's a fun little thing. It'll make you think about shit that you hadn't thought about in a while. But Richie, which group released the song, Boom, Boom? boom boom oh my god it's multiple choice do you need yeah let's hear let's hear the choices okay a would be two unlimited the numeral two okay b is aqua let's say that barbie song right i I was talking about they did barbie girl yeah i got told i look like somebody who would like the song uh uh, cotton eye joe (laughs) i don't even know what that means I was like, is it because I'm white? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh that, that is definitely not fire. <laughs> so I brought up, I was like, no, that that song, it, it, it was Darius also, by the way. But, <laughs> of course you know, it was. And, uh, <laughs> uh, 
and what was why, why does Darius know that song? Like that's I think the the bigger question here. Oh, I found another, into this. I found another word I could ruin for him. Oh, uh, excellent! It was a uh, uh, bounce. He said, uh, uh, "He said, uh, yeah, you know, me and Eric are gonna bounce. You know, go grab something to eat." And so at the end of the day, I was like, "All right, fellas, I think this would be swell time to bounce right out of here." <laughs> and he just looked at me. It was just like, "No, man." No. So are you technically? Are you <laughs> so technically that, their boss? Yeah. Huh. yeah, yeah. You sound like yeah, a swell, I'm the team leader. You sound like a swell guy to work for. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's very fire to work for me <laughs> anyhow back to the question uh so uh boom 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 two unlimited aqua eiffel 65 or the venga boys well first off uh, the venga boys well first off i would like to say that i have heard of none of those groups so i am going to uh sit this one out aqua you, is the barbie song yeah uh, i'm a barbie, I'm a barbie girl girl. Yeah, you would have heard that one. <laughs> uh, Richie, you were correct. It is, in fact, the Venga Boys. It, well, so I hadn't heard of the third band. And Two Unlimited, I believe, was more of the, like, boys to men, uh, kind of the that harmony bad. thing. Yeah. The color we've had sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had the only band I'd heard about at all of those was, was Aqua. I don't know so, whether to congratulate you or not on knowing that. I'm not sure. Sean, me and you had no so much weird obscure shit for him yes. to be you know able to hold on to top 40 shit like that that's pretty good mm. yep. all right back to the album review here <laughs> so so uh the first let's song let's bounce right out of that segment <laughs> <laughs> it was not fire um the, it was uh, not the fire. uh <laughs> the first song on side b is actually one of my favorites that is, is on the entire yep. album and it's because it's Foo Fighters. I mean, this song is Foo Fighters, which yeah. is missing from a lot of this album. And the song is no son of mine. It's my favorite song in the record. Absolutely. Yeah. It, oh, de definitely. Yeah. Um, I will, I will say, I feel like it, it reminds me the opening melody, a lot of immigrant song by a Zeppelin. Oh, interesting. Dun, 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 dun. Like it has that right, right up until it doesn't start wailing in your ear. Like yeah. that's where I'm, where my mind's at. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can see that. That's a, that's an interesting take on it, but it's, it's, it's just an in your face, you know, doesn't let up the entire time. And, and it's just, it's a song that reminds you of the Foo Fighters and, you know, screaming back to like a monkey wrench or, you know, something like that, you know, yeah. that just is, is going to be in your face and, and just carry you all the way through it. It's, 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 yeah, it's, monkey wrench pretender uh, uh Ooh, pretender, you know, that, it's that bombastic it's that bombastic song that each one of the albums has where it's just like you know you 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 are going to scream along to it like you're gonna this is one that you'll be in the car and it'll come on and you'll just be like yeah. you know the, like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. just fucking go along with mm -hmm. the riff is just it made me all, too. it also gave me like a mind your manners by pearl jam vibes ah. yeah you, you know okay. like the whole up uh but but it, and it's good and I, they actually released a video for this uh this week uh and it's and it, it's a trippy video it's really good though but but yeah this really? is yeah this this is a song about hypocrites like like yeah. you say one thing and lead into another you know it's yep yeah well it's so we're like right in we're watching shameless right now and there was just a very much a no son of mine segment in one of the last couple episodes we hit uh at night and it that's immediately what i'm thinking of 
Very good show, by the way. Watching watching it with the whole family. Yes, everyone. <laughs> actually, actually, have a couple of five and seven year olds from down the you street coming over to watch I mean, it with us. It's a good life lesson yeah, for them. Oh my god, it's gosh. a family program. Yeah, it's you leave right into Californication after that, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that what I need to do? <laughs> have you funny. watched that show? I have not. Which yeah, one? It's, Californication. All, it's, great. it's a good show. Yeah. yeah, I've watched it. It's good. Oh my god. And the soundtrack, and the soundtrack, mm-hmm. you know, with each episode is so good. It, it, well, yeah. it's all Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> no? that, that, uh, 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 my friend Kathy, who's a listener, turned me on to that show, and, and there's some great fucking songs on that one, Richie. But okay. it's also, you know, probably not appropriate for anybody under 18. <laughs> or, or really anyone over 18, probably. But uh, this song, yeah, just so... Uh, uh, no son of mine will ever do the work of villains the will of fools if you believe it it must be true like that's yep. going back to the waiting on a war thing like it's uh, yep. uh yeah like well it's on, on the internet it's got to be what what's going on yep. that that sort of vibe and, and and uh and and just like waiting on a war it's just like like what the fuck are we doing like why is this the way we live but yep. but my favorite song on the record yeah, which which leads I'm us into which leads us into the next song, which uh, you know, kind of like how "Waiting on a War" matched up with "Medicine at Midnight." You know, um, this is probably my least favorite song on the album, and it's a song called "Holding Poison." And and you nailed it. That's exactly that was my my thought too. Like the only this one in "Medicine at Midnight." Yeah, the only part of this song that I like because I I mean it's just such a basic song it just doesn't do anything for yep. me that the two fifty eight mark they change the tempo and it becomes a little bit harder for a second and I thought oh that's kind of cool and other than that I just I just don't really have a whole lot to really say about this one. Yeah, yeah, same same here. It's it's a forgettable song. The first line, uh, uh, I got this thing and I've been taking it out on you. Uh, like that made me want to think that this there's more to this song than than I can figure out, and I'm sure there probably is. Uh, so you're saying there's more to this than that? <laughs> there's got to be more to this than that. <laughs> I, I mean, there's got to be more to this than that. There's got to be more to this than that. <sighs> Wait on the board. Uh, but but the, uh, I, I, that that's a good line. I got this thing, and I've been taking it out on you. Like it it's, can be so ambiguous. But at the same time, I think it's such a relatable line. Yeah. And then the rest of the song just hold, falls flat. I, I, the holding poison's got to mean something. And- well, but I, that's what holding poison is. It's you're you're taking it out on him. I'm I'm internalizing this. I'm I'm poisoning myself by not releasing it and letting it go. I've got the feeling that there ain't nothing that I can do. Nothing will get me yeah. through. So blue holding poison is. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, I, that that makes me actually appreciate the song a little bit more. It's still uh, not one of my favorites, yeah. but uh, but I'm going to listen to it again with uh, with different ears. Yeah, it's I definitely I think this was another of the songs that they're really trying for a message and a theme in it. I just I think that like Sean, to Sean's point about being such a basic song that the message is a little uh, obscured and then the the song doesn't pull you in, so it it, it gets lost. But I, I think that's definitely yeah. what they're going for. Holding the poison down, something to drown you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had a first time. Yeah, on the, we just had a first time occurrence on the show here. I just used a power drill during the middle of the show to fix the microphone. <laughs> That's what that sound was. 
<laughs> my, my mic kept uh, sliding wait, down wait. and it was pissing me off so oh <laughs> uh, so i went and got my power drill and i i, I screwed it in a little tighter so yeah sorry nice not to be distracting or anything i did turn my mic down while i was doing it at least so yeah it, it actually didn't come through you were yeah. fine yeah. yeah so anyway hey, come over here and figure out what's going on with my mic stand too. what's the matter with it'll me? be right there <laughs> I, no nothing it's just it's not as solid as it was but i think i just i had i hadn't fucked with it since mm. i got here so that's mm. probably all of it. yeah so you got your mic back because you were using some other contraption for a little while because you forgot it yeah 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 i, I had that 25 dollar little one i bought from walmart but but i got the uh the, the better more expensive one no. yeah at least more expensive i don't know better I, <laughs> what i'm kind yeah. of finding out is that you know the more you pay doesn't necessarily mean anything with some of this equipment i you know, listening back to those those episodes, you know, uh, that I recorded on them, I'm like, God, you know, that was like a tenth of the cost of this motherfucker yeah. that I'm talking yeah. to. Yeah. But it don't sound so, that bad. Hey, yeah. be, it, be it better than mine, though, considering I bought one like you did, and then we decided to go an entirely different way with different technology, so it just sits in a box. So at least you use yours. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So the next song on the list uh, you is... Might, might... Go ahead, what? I was just going to say, you might want to try your local buy, sell, uh, Facebook feed and, and see if you can unload it for yeah. a little bit of money. Yeah, no doubt. I Speaking should. of Facebook, uh, both we're on both Facebook and Instagram. Uh, everybody knows my opinion that social media is the worst thing in the world. So you should follow us at Sean and D's good tape on Instagram. And I think it's the same thing on, uh, on Facebook also. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. So the next song, Chasing Birds, I think is a really interesting song. I love the tone. The tone has a very, I, I don't, I don't know quite how to how to place it. I was thinking like a John Lennon, Beatles. John Lennon Beatles, yep, even Beatles. maybe even maybe a James Taylor type feel to it. You know, yep. you know, just that. that it was the very Beatles esque, and Dave Grohl is a famous Beatles fan. Yeah, uh, but but that's exactly the vibe I got yep. from it too. Yeah. And, and I, I just love the line, the line in it, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I, that's, that's what makes that song for me is just, is just that line alone. That's one of my favorite yeah. chords of all time. Yeah. You know, like the, like you try something and it, you know, it turns out that it's not what you should have done. And you're like, well, but, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You mm-hmm. know, like you should have known better than to do that. Cause now look at, look at where you're at now. Cause yeah. it just opened up all of this sort of thing. And he does come back and use the road to hell a, a, a third time, but changing the good intentions piece, right? In the lyrics, uh, do, am I am I misremembering that? No, you're it's right. Like paved with body parts or something. Road yeah. to hell is paved yep. with broken parts, bleeding hearts yeah. like mine. Yeah, yeah. Broken parts, body but yeah. parts. You know, yep. it's close. S- same thing. Yeah. The, and and the the road to hell is paved with good intentions, dark inventions of mine. That's a really thought provoking line yep. too. You know, like that, like the ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, that gets it. Yeah, this was another song that the way I first listened, uh, it gave me the uh, "Walking After You" vibe. Oh, that's you know, a good the one. Color in the shape yeah. and the X. Yep. Soundtrack. Yep. Uh, uh, that's that's kind of what it made me think of. Yep. And then, yeah. Final song on the list: "Love Dies Young." This is a kind of an anthem type song, in in my opinion. I it, it was it's a bigger it's a bigger song than a lot of these yep. in terms of this could be a radio play just because of the anthem like yeah. sound to it. I felt like almost 80s power ballad is mm-hmm. kind of what it just reminded me of. And that might be, I've watched too much Cobra Kai recently, but <laughs> that's really no, cool. No, this, and when Sean brought up the point the other day in our, in our little group chat thing about this sounding like an 80s band, what was funny was, you know, listening to this song uh, uh, and reading along with the lyrics, this was like the most Sammy Hagar song yeah. of, of 
uh, of the album, I thought. Like, this is a song that I could picture being a Sammy Hagar song. Or Van Halen. Totally see that. Yeah, yeah. totally yeah. see that. It's interesting yeah. that it's the last song on the album, since we usually use Sammy songs, the last song on our playlist. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah i i like but it. it's a it's a good song it's a good mm-hmm. song it's it's not no son of mine or waiting on the floor which i think brings up the fact that all of us prefer uh quote-unquote Art- food fighters yeah yeah, yeah. we like oh. our foods we like our foods with a little more fight <laughs> oh we, we have 25 years of experience here we we know what we like um but i will say this is different still good but different yeah, yeah. so and, and purposely so yeah so yeah. to to wrap it all up Richie, you said at the top of the show that you would give the album a C. So yeah. you would you would give it a C altogether. Dennis, what's your grade for the for the I, album I would, as I, a whole? It's it's Foo Fighters, so I'm gonna go into like the B minus B range because it's That's music fair. that I know I'm gonna enjoy. In their overall discography out of the ten albums, this is probably in the back five. You know, like I'm like maybe seven or so, but but even saying that, it's still it's a fun listen and like you know like and and if you listen to it the first time and you don't dig it read along with the lyrics to it that makes a huge difference it does in your appreciation yep. mm-hmm. it, it, it honestly does and it's dave Grohl and chris shiplett and nick Mendel and taylor hawkins and rami and pat smear you know so it's going it's musically it's impressive uh there's a couple of guitar solos in in this and this one too I, I can't remember now which one it was uh, and i meant to bring it up but one is like very gary clark uh the austin episode of sonic highways uh very bluesy-esque and 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 it was really good that's yeah. a really good episode of that show by the way yeah, yeah. that was what we did uh speaking of chris shiflett though i i got one of his solo albums sitting at home uh and i listened to it when i was back last time it's so fucking good let me see if i can find the name of it it's kind of a, it's got kind of more of a country rock feel to it. Uh, let me find it here. It's it's really good though. Uh, well, while you're looking for that, I would I would probably give this a B. You know, I I would have to agree with with Dennis. It's not their it's not their greatest effort. But when you look at music and the way that it is today, when you put this up against most of the other stuff that's coming out right now, I I would give it. If I was comparing it to that, I'd say it's probably going to be one of the better albums of 2021 that gets released. So you you're, you're probably right, and it's just it's highly listenable. Like that's mm-hmm. the that's the thing. It's interesting. Yeah, and it is fun. I mean, it's a fun record. Like these songs would have probably been better sprinkled throughout the discography as opposed to just one collection of them. Uh, I think they would get a little more uh, forgiveness. Uh, uh, it, it, but at the same time, it's, a, it's sort of a concept album. You know, it's kind yeah. of just shut up and dance, have a good time. And he, and like he'd said in all these interviews, they've just never really done something like that. Mm-hmm. And to that extent, for what it's worth, they pulled it off pretty well. Uh, the Chris Shippett al- album is called uh, Hard Lessons, by the way. Okay, but, uh, I'll check that out. I, yeah, Sean, I think you especially will dig it. A uh, Richie, Richie's taste varies so much, so I don't know. I, <laughs> I, 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 I think you'd like it too, but it's like this I'll is probably more in Sean's wheelhouse that I know. I know Sean's wheelhouse, and this would be in it too. And you probably would dig it too, but it's just really good. Check it out. So to wrap this up really um, quick, which songs? I mean, just just going down the list here really quick, which songs would you like to see them incorporate into their playlist? Richie kind of indicated maybe none of them, but would, is there any is there any that any of us would like to see in concert from it? Oh, No Son of Mine and Waiting on the War, those two. Yeah, 
I would agree. Yeah, I think those are, those two make the most sense. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, so while we're talking concerts, the Guardian, uh, their review of of the album, the uh, the tagline, the headline for it was "Music for Toilet Breaks at Their Gigs." Oh, I saw that. I did see that somewhere, and I didn't read the article, it, but yeah, it, the article was fine. It actually never even mentioned that. It, it it basically had kind of that same spot that we ended up in. Like, hey, it's not great Foo Fighters, but it's it's good. It's listenable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that's funny that that's the uh, uh the tagline to it because an article that i had uh, a tag that i just never g- got the to throw in there was a uh, taylor hawkins it is the subject of a new metro profile in the piece he was asked how it feels to finally release the album he gave a candid response saying it was saying with a laugh it was like taking a big huge shit my stomach's been hurting for a long time finally a collective sigh of relief for we finally got out over our constipation like you know the, the weight of the album so that's funny that's, like that's a, just a nice champagne yeah. supernova that's, I, dang it you beat me to it i was just thinking dang. so you I, know and, I, and the other I thing actually... the other thing about it is too though really quick is you know i mean it's on like apple music or amazon music so even if you didn't like it that much you don't it's not like you've spent like over a hundred dollars on like four different versions of the album or anything like that oh wait a second <laughs> Uh, also a t-shirt or a raglan uh beanie uh sticker combo pack when does your a sticker, pop, com- uh, a sticker combo what the hell is a sticker combo pack when it comes to an album please explain it's got stickers and pins like for 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 the album you're you're I, we're looking in your goddamn basement you got a breaking bed and michael jordan poster on the, on the wall it's the same thing <laughs> okay okay sure it is yeah. I like things, Sean. <laughs> yeah, so with, with, with the album being Medicine at Midnight, I really hope that the stickers are like LSD laced. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't be, tasted it yet. But, but yeah, you'll have to try. We'll look into that. I'll, I'll get back to you guys on that when I get home next time. What were you going to say? I, I do, go, Richie. I, I have one callback to a previous show. So I was driving around this week and um, I, I kind of, I was wondering what if the band Seether was actually the physical manifestation of Veruca Salt's Seether Rage Monster. It's funny you bring that up because the lead singer of that band has got some fucking issues or had some issues. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's a great fucking band, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of their covers. Oh, or just that that song with Amy Lee from Evanescence. Evanescence. Uh, that's hard to say. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. They've got some What's that song called? Including... Why can't I think of what that song's called? Broken. Yeah, it's that's broken. a broken, that's a yeah. that's a great song. That is an awesome amazing song. song. And and, yeah. and and oh my gosh, and that guy's got an incredible voice. And I think they cover "Immortality" by Pearl Jam on one of their live albums, uh, which is, you know, like that's something we haven't done with Richie. That is a cover show, uh, so that's something else we can think about after we do my fucking playlist next week. Yeah, sure. And, and we are. We're gonna do your playlist next week. So doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. People for that. really like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, this this was fun too. Like uh, it, it's. It, I like doing the ones where we kind of focus on a single album or or, or yep. an artist. Uh, it leads to interesting conversations. Uh, you know. So I this year I think we've got a Weezer album coming out. Uh, uh, you know, there's some, some, some like that we can do again. I mean, th- I think this is going to be the big release for us, for us this year, you know, but, but this was a fun one to do too. Yeah. All yeah, right. I enjoyed it. So we will be back next week and we will, uh, 
of course, be doing these playlists for real this time. No, it's 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 going to happen. Yes, we are. I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It has to happen. It has to next week. <laughs> next week. Next. Our week. dozens of fans are clamoring for it. They have. <laughs> they need it, Sean. <laughs> but until then, we will be going over these playlist all week and listening to it and breaking it down, and then um, yes, we will we bring it, we will bring it to you <laughs> next week. <laughs> but thanks for listening this week. You're listening to Sean and D's Good Tape. See you next week. I want you to know it's over. Well, bye. <laughs>